All right, welcome back. <laughs> this is Think On That, Everything and Anything. Joined here with uh, your boy Matt Goody and Alex Tashos. We have two... Uh, sorry, I didn't let you say what's going no, on. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> we got two special guests today, Senior George and Madam Lexi. Thanks for joining us. Hola, thank you for having me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks for having us. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, no, we have a cool show lined up. We have, we have some, we have a couple of topics that we wanted to touch on this evening, and I think these are two of the best people we know that could speak on them. And oh, I then, thought you were just going to say two of the best people you know in general, and I got a little uh, excited, but oh it's my fine. Goodness. <laughs> I got to deflate the ego of Take the pin off. That's fine. Um, no, it's going to be cool. And um, one of the big ones that we brought Lexi on as our specialist, <laughs> yeah. subject matter specialist, is mental uh, mental health. Yeah. So thanks a lot for that. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it's honestly mental health, something I really like talking about and I could probably talk about extensively. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Let's dive in. George. Yeah. Um, we really only brought you on for, for the laughs. No, just I'm totally, I'm totally Yeah, joking. just for comedic relief. No. Oh, see, I'm just here for the paycheck. <laughs> you're, you're like the science guy. I am. Right? And you studied chemistry. I started off in chemistry. Yeah. And then I said, fuck that. Because <laughs> it's very difficult. Yeah. So it's just a biology. Oh, biology. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. even cooler. I know. No, that's animals. That's I know. Sick. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this is going to be a great show. How does that apply to your day job? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'll leave right now. I swear to God. (laughs) It doesn't at all. It does a little bit. Every now and then. Right, right, right. If I feel like I have to go into a podcast and talk about the migration patterns of monarch butterflies. Listen, I'm going to dive into it. I'm going to dive into it right now. Okay, so one of the one of the conversations I've been itching to get into then, Mr. Science Man, is is like about space. I've been dying. I'm sorry, Alex. I know you didn't. You're like, let's avoid space. No, no, no. Oh no, that was just with Chris. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Chris. Um, <laughs> so I do you know about like the whole Mars and stuff thing, like the missions that are going to Mars, the plans? Well, I heard that Mars is a planet in our solar system. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> Never thought of it that way. What about all like what the the plan? Yeah, like to the colonize. Plan- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard. I'm, so, on, I'm on the waiting list. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, what do you, what do you like? What do you think about that? Like, would you, if, would you go if you could, for real? Uh, it depends. Uh, if I have nothing else here, sure. But if I go to Mars, my mother wouldn't be happy. She wouldn't come with you. Eh? No, no, I don't think they have passive as wool in the uh, in Mars. They're gonna have to find a way. <laughs> I think you can colonize beans. I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh boy that's okay but yeah no it's 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 cool man yeah i say let's after we're done fucking up this planet let's go fuck up all the right rest. that's what i mean that's yeah. what i mean Might as well okay yeah. and then what about what about the the new moon missions i haven't heard anything about the moon missions whatsoever oh. the last thing i saw about the moon was transformers 2 really yeah so you've been like, you're out of date your, your information is out of date yeah. no extremely problem. accurate though yeah, it's right. a good movie to go off it of that's okay yeah that's all right well okay that covers space <laughs> <laughs> really tackling the tough ones on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I think it's a pretty good time to kind of open up the, the can of worms. I know you're like ready to talk about it, Lexi. Not at all. Mental health. I don't even I don't even know where to start. I mean I could start anywhere. Well, okay, like why don't we start with last episode we talked a lot about like ADHD. Hmm. 
ADHD. So we didn't really cover anything else that's under the... ADHD, the one mental illness I don't have. <laughs> we can start there. Fair enough. Okay. Where do you want to start? Which one do you want to talk about? Which one do you know Actually, the most about? Probably borderline personality disorder, yeah. which I, is a mental illness that I have, which I'm sure all of you know because you guys are my close friends. Uh, a lot, of, Not a lot of people know what it is, though, and I think that's something that... <laughs> That's why I kind of want to talk about it because there's not a lot of awareness around it as opposed to like depression or anxiety and stuff like that, which is like more common, I would right. say. Yeah. Right. But so yeah. What, what What is it though? Exactly. So, okay. Well, if I were to pull up the exact definition just from living <laughs> with it, let me tell you what it feels like. It's the core of BPD is a huge fear of abandonment and it often starts in childhood and it goes unnoticed because since it's so like not really talked about in society you don't often notice until like you know you you grow up and you start researching mental health and all that that's actually how I figured out I had it was I was just looking like reading articles one day and then I was like I read a thing on borderline personality disorder and I had no clue what it was and then I was like reading like the symptoms and stuff just out of curiosity and I was like oh <laughs> I think I'm the pillar of <laughs> BPD I was I was so intrigued by it and then I remember I saw a psychiatrist and I got like an official diagnosis and stuff, but it's pretty much like you have, my therapist likes to classify it as people who have a nervous system that is like 10 times more sensitive than the average person. And that's like a fact, like people with BPD are just, they're a lot more sensitive. They can't manage their emotions as well as say the average person. Um, They have difficulty uh, managing emotions, pattern of unstable relationships. That could even be friendship relationships. They have trouble keeping relationship because they often experience black and white thinking so it's not like they have that gray area where there's like oh you know something's like okay it's either like all good or all bad there's no like middle ground and Mm -hmm. like I said with the fear of abandonment often stems from childhood but you don't really recognize or you can't really um yeah you can't really recognize BPD until your late adulthood or Mm -hmm. even early adolescence like for me I got diagnosed when I think I was 19 yeah so just you know a few years ago but yeah it's 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 tough to live with it's honestly when you research it too it's one of the hardest mental illnesses to live with number one is schizophrenia but i mean i think that's a given because you're just (laughs) dealing with friends that aren't there (laughs) (laughs) so when did you like start noticing symptoms and you started like searching or like looking into it um honestly I hadn't noticed like well I didn't know the symptoms of BPD right so it was until I had found that article like I said I didn't I didn't know even it was a thing like I was I remember just reading and me being like oh like I feel more normal reading this because you know I grew up with these symptoms and I just thought well you know kind of almost like what's wrong with me in a sense like I, I'm so black and white and then as soon as I read that article I was like oh my gosh like everything makes sense so I, it turns out I was living with these symptoms all along, but not only, like, I only pieced it together when I was, I th- like I said, 19. Yeah. But, yeah. And there's not even, like, to make it even harder, there's not any medication that specifically targets BPD mm. either. Like, I know there's specific antidepressants or, like, anxiety medication or, like, medication, correct me if I'm wrong, for ADHD. Yeah, there is, yeah. There's no medication for BPD. And oftentimes people with BPD have accompanied mental illnesses as well. So like for me, it's anxiety and depression. I've had anxiety since I was like 11. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But then depression came later on in life. But it's usually accompanied with a mental illness. So it's kind of like if you want to be on medication for it, 
target which mental illness is affecting you the most and just pick that. If it's anxiety, wow. go with anxiety. If it's wow, depression, just crazy. go with depression. Yeah. But there's no actual medication for BPD. So that makes the mood swings like that much more intense because they're also super unpredictable. It's not like I know with bipolar disorder, it's like for weeks at a time, mm-hmm. you can feel super low or for months at a time, you can be on a high. Whereas like with BPD, it's like 30 seconds from now, I could just switch and mm-hmm. be in like the worst mood possible. And then 30 seconds later, I can be on top of the world again. Yeah. So it's super unpredictable in that sense. But So have you like looked into like naturopath or any like natural I have. And stuff? My, my aunt is actually a natural, like she's a naturopath. Yeah. She, has, yeah, she has her own holistic um, medicine line and all that. But, um, and I've tried stuff for like mood supplements, yeah. everything like that. But just the thing with my BPD, at least, and I'm sure it can, it's like a spectrum. I'm sure there's people with severe BPD and people with mild, but for me, I have a pretty, I would say pretty mild, like severe form of it. So it doesn't necessarily help me personally. Yeah. I'm all for though, holistic medicine and stuff. Like I, if anywhere I can take anything natural or holistic, I will. Just I found for me personally with my BPD, it didn't necessarily help like the intense emotions that I experience on like a daily basis or like the mood swings. So that's why I'm on medication now. But it took a couple medications to figure out the ones that were like right for my body and yeah. what would actually help. Are you uh, are you doing anything on a weekly basis with a psychiatrist to like like support that or? I was seeing a therapist like consistently right. for about two years, I would say, on a weekly basis, sometimes two times a week yeah. when stuff was harder. But I haven't seen my therapist actually in a little bit. And that's not even like, it's not even like, I think therapy is amazing. And I think everyone should have a therapist. And I think therapy really helps. But just personally, I just haven't benefited from it personally lately. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, maybe that's just a personal thing. Because like I, like I said, I think therapy is amazing. I think everyone should at least try it once in their life. But I haven't, no, I haven't been lately. But Do you think it's your therapist? Maybe, like, have you considered switching therapists? Maybe that's... I've thought about it, yeah. but also, like, I've been seeing my therapist for so long that he knows everything in terms of, like, what has led to right. a lot of my triggers yeah, to this history. day. Yeah. So it would be hard to switch. And also, I don't think it's anything against my therapist. Like, I think if I were to even see a different therapist, I'm sure I would right. say the same thing. Like, yeah. Actually, the reason why I started seeing my current therapist was because I was like researching the right one for me. And this therapist um, specializes in BPD and actually not a lot of therapists do, which Mm. is which I find funny. Like I said, is because it's it's a pretty like detrimental mental illness. Like it really it's hard to live with. And the fact that a lot of therapists don't have the knowledge and expertise in it is kind of blows my mind. But um, yeah, you have to actually specialize in it because it's a different type of therapy. It's dialectical behavior therapy as opposed to cognitive behavior therapy, which yeah. is the most common form of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's, I found out that he specialized in um, BPD. So I said, okay, I'll give it a try because it's, you know, if you don't understand what BPD is, it's hard to A, understand like what it is. It's a pretty complex mental illness and B, like deal with someone with BPD because yeah. it's they're not necessarily easy to deal with and I know that I know I'm not the easiest at times but like I said it fluctuates right like there's times when I feel good and there's times when I'm 
It makes so much more sense when you describe it that way because I always thought it was like, uh, I thought BPD was when you would kind of like take on the personalities that you're around. Yeah, that's more like... Like personality mirroring? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Exactly. That is, in a sense, like I find like with my BPD, I don't do that often, but I know what you mean in terms of that because a lot of people with personality disorders do like to mirror the people that they're with because Mm -hmm. if like... A big thing is lo- like a loss of identity for people with BPD or personality disorders in general. They don't really have a stable sense of self. So right. when they surround themselves with certain people, it's like they can just bounce off of like, oh, you're a funny person. You're joking around. Let me joke around too because that, that that's how I feel like I'll be included and that's how I feel like I'll belong right. because since we don't really have necessarily like a sense of self, it's like we're worried about, okay, how are we going to fit in because we don't even know ourselves. We don't even know how we fit in. Yeah, so we sense. try to mirror you know, who's around us. But I think for me, like, obviously, like, I'm hesitant when, like, meeting people. And I don't necessarily try to mirror people, or at least, like, consciously. I I like to think that I'm myself when I meet people. But also, like, when you form friendships and stuff, and the longer you know people, I think that kind of dissipates a little bit. But yeah, yeah, that goes without saying. So no, that makes sense. Is is a symptom stealing everyone's one liners? (laughs) Sayings? Because you do that with me. Yeah, oh, that's oh, wow. a symptom, George. Oh, wow. Is it? No. Oh. <laughs> You're so curious. <laughs> You're just so funny. I have to, I have to steal them. I know. Yeah, you steal my jokes. It's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. So okay, so that's BPD, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any other ones that you're an expert on? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I've had anxiety since I was 11. So. Oh, Natalie has anxiety. Yeah. But I mean, know. I feel like a large portion of the population these days has, has a little bit of anxiety, have a, right? has a little bit of anxiety right whether that's you know they have an actual diagnosis for it or they just experience mm-hmm. a certain level of anxiety on a daily basis i think anxiety like anxiety especially in our freaking society is just it's impossible not to you know you know something i heard about you actually through alex it was about and this this comes back to anxiety i promise is about your interest apparently in living like one of those like um self-sustaining lifestyles is that something did i hear that right is that the right person i'm, talking uh, I'm about? so sorry no i never said that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like, lexi's looking you? at me like lexi came up in conversation i was like we i want to be rich it. i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i was lining up i was fully i want to live in a fucking cave i'm gonna drink tequila every day and do i don't want to have to kill animals to survive <laughs> no 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 not like mm. a freaking wilderness life no, like you're living like with like you know solar panels and shit. Absolutely and not. A garden. She's looking to buy a solar panel farm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I for think, solar panel hunting. I think that's incorrect because I just want to be like a rich NFL wife. Oh, good for you. Wow. Me too. If people listen to this. Good take note. I'm yeah, single. Share that up. If you're in the NFL, please. Yeah, yeah. Let me nice. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, Tom Brady. I heard you're single. Ew. Not literally anyone. Oh my but. God, he's like 47. He's such a nice dad. I don't <laughs> kiss his boys on the belt. It's beautiful. Oh come on. <laughs> Travis, mm. I'll take Travis Kelsey though. <laughs> You're gonna be up. Yeah, see, so now we have to add her for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. yeah someone oh. tag Travis Kelsey in this podcast. One day. One maybe day. after all the mental health talk, maybe you won't want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the heels, on the heels of me. Yeah. <laughs> Just advertise yourself. No, but okay. Actually, that brings me to my next point, though, okay. because I feel like mental health or mental illness, I should say, especially BPD. Oh is like always viewed in a negative light i find like it's always like oh you hear mental illness you automatically think like i don't know you just i feel like people just automatically think something negative Mm. 
Whereas when I talk about about BPD with my therapist, he tries to reframe it in a way that's like, yeah, you know, you experience intense amount of emotions on the daily basis and it's very hard to live with. But on the flip side, because you are so sensitive, you know, you make a great friend, even better partner because you're so attuned to people's needs because you're so sensitive to other people's energies. And Mm. like a big thing for people with BPD is that they're always scared like, people are going to leave them so like always friends and stuff so even if like i'm texting a friend and their energy is just slightly off or they're being like a little bit dry over text message i like i'll internally i'll freak out a little bit because i'm like oh my god they're mad at me or they don't want to be my friend or i interpret things differently than say like the average person but because of that like i'm very i like to think that you know i'm very sensitive to people's needs and i'm you make very like a great partner because Mm. you're very attentive make great friends because you know you're constantly doing little acts of service or like acts of kindness to just prove your love to them because as much as like you experience intense emotions one of those emotions can also be love right so you can also love very intensely which obviously can lead to hurt as we all know but at the same time when it's good it's good so right it's also it, you can also view it in a positive light, which is what I try to do at certain times, and I, I I do notice that too. Like for my friends, I care for my friends like so deeply, and I'm not saying more deeply than the average person because I really don't know how the average person yeah, cares for their enough. friends. I of course don't know how other people feel, but I know how I feel about people, and it's like for my friends, I don't just care like I care deeply, or for like romantic partners, I'll like care so much more mm-hmm. than you know. So. I think you can also reframe it to kind of view it in a positive light because mental illness doesn't always have to be negative. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Right? So, okay. I mean, talking about the medication and stuff to treat it or whatever, and you say there's limited options, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. What about like, have you ever heard of any kind of like use of psychedelics with BPD? Mm -mm. Have you ever heard of any kind of use of psychedelics with other mental illnesses? Honestly, I don't have too much expertise on that. But I've I've heard some stuff like about it. Just yeah. I have no personal experience on it. But I know a lot of people that like a lot of people do shrooms for the specific intent of like having these like spiritual awakenings yeah. and like these like realizations and stuff. So I don't know much about it, but I know that a lot of people experience like emotional breakthroughs kind of. Yeah, with, that's like, these exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the thing yeah. with, with shrooms, especially because it creates neurological pathways. Right. Yeah. So. Essentially, if you have mental illness and you take shrooms, it's kind of a toss of a hat. Yeah. So you could go either <laughs> way. <laughs> theoretically, theoretically, you could fix every issue that you have. Yeah. Or you could make things totally worse. So so I, so I, I bring it up. I bring it up because this is kind of like, it's not really growing in popularity, but I, something I learned about recently was, the, um, what do you call it? Um, therapy, like psychiatry, mm. that's like supervising a dosage of like, Different types of psychedelics for therapy purposes. Yeah, but it's microdosing though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah we saw micro- that. It was a web, it was a place uh, downtown Toronto. You yeah. go there. It's a like you have a guide with you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you have a guide. You have a guide. Yeah, it's yeah, a trip guide. Whatever you want to call it. Let's go for a run in the forest and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. You have the psychiatrist, I think, and then you have the yeah the trip yeah, it's, the trip it's, guide. It's early. I think it's early to say if it works or not, but. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's just, it's cool. I, I saw a documentary about it that they kind of looked at the sessions and stuff mm. and the way they do it. And some of the results, like, they've treated, they've used different types of psychedelics. There's, like, shrooms, there's DMT, 
there's um, ecstasy, mm-hmm. like MDMA. Yep. And there was another one. Oh, peyote. That was the four that was in the show. I've never heard of that. Peyote is like an indigenous thing. So it's protected. But the other three are pharmaceutical. That's what you take for spirit journeys. Yeah. 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 So the, I don't know. It was pretty cool. Like, It's definitely interesting. But I will remind everyone that they used to treat toothaches with cocaine. That's true. It's true. Did they actually? Yeah. I don't know. Coca-Cola. You used to actually have coconut. I know this. I know that. It was a medicine. It was a painkiller, essentially. Whoa. But that's yeah, also that's it was that, dentistry, yeah. 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 That's but also it was uh, to say that their their research wasn't as advanced as ours is right now. Well, at thir- the time, well, when they mean? were researching marijuana 30, 40 years ago, whenever they were doing it, they were coming back with negative feedback, right? And then yeah. that was spread to the public, and then it was always, you know, the stigma of, you know, smoking weed's not good for you. Now it's a totally different thing, which is funny because now the government sells it, so they flipped the switch. Yeah, and they're selling it to people now. So now, now it's you could say now they're they're researching things like psychedelics, right? Yeah. You also so, have to think about you know what time you know when they came out with all this research that was saying that marijuana is terrible for you. Oh well, it was also in the fifties and sixties, and who was smoking the most amount of weed were right. minorities, right? Right. So yeah, there's a big connection to what they were saying and. You should watch out for all yeah. these people who are well, smoking they, dope, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. They did lot, multiple poli- studies. There's a lot of politics for sure. science. That's the problem. For sure. Right? There's no proper answer. Yeah. There might be a proper answer. Like, there very well could be a cure for cancer. Yeah. But I you, think you, there you is. A, there probably <laughs> is, but you know what? They'll probably make more money on <laughs> cancer research than actually developing and... Yeah, and the treatment for well, it Well, that's well, it, so. yeah. That's it. It's all about money, right? Right. Yeah, because now they're saying that with psychedelics, it can treat a few things, including depression... Even things like obesity. Um, yeah, there's a few things that they can. Hey, PTSD. My doctor called me fat the other day. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I go in there with my brother. We went for allergy shots. Sure. Okay. You get allergy shots every year? I do, yeah. Well, last year was the first year I tried it. And it actually really worked. So I'm doing it again this year. Write that down. And <laughs> okay. I have Crohn's disease. So I started my new med. So I, you know how I lost. Say I lost, it so proud. <laughs> thank you very much. So I lost the 30 pounds or so, right? And I right. became skinny mini with no more power anymore. Right. And then I started my new drugs and my lifestyle choices. Right. And I've gained that weight back plus some and I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> you look fantastic. Uh, thank you. So I told my doctor, I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I'm feeling good. Like I gained my weight back. He goes, oh yeah, you look fat. <laughs> thanks thanks doc <laughs> thanks doc I've actually learned the gym but okay <laughs> been sweating buckets every day <laughs> but yeah my doctor anything I go I go with a fucking sore tooth uh, you need to lose weight okay. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been seeing that doctor for forever yeah. yeah originally he told me it was uh, it was IBS my issues okay and I was self-diagnosing myself with Crohn's disease sure because I think I'm not a, hypo- a, hypo- a hypochondriac Sure. But I'll do my research. So I'm like, you know what? A lot of my symptoms, I'm pretty sure I have Crohn's disease, right. my friend. And he said, no, no, it's IBS. So <coughs> I ended up having to go to the yeah. hospital for them to prescribe me. A, yeah. Well, to really to schedule me a colonoscopy. I had to go beg someone to put a fucking camera up my ass, <laughs> please, to find out what's going on. And as I was right. Huh. Pretty severe Crohn's, actually. But now I'm in remission, knock on wood. So. Oh, good for you. Thanks, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank That's you very great. much. Yeah. I'm like, Pete Davidson has Crohn's disease, too. Really? Is he? he does, yeah. No. Hmm. So when I, got, I when I was told I had Crohn's disease, I know. Oh, I'm like, oh, P. Davidson is a comedian. <gasps> P. Davidson also has BPD. I'm sorry, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He actually does. Well, he, a few he brings to depression. He's George and I's hybrid. He's talked about depression, anxiety, all kinds <laughs> oh, of things. Yeah. He has really bad BPD actually, yeah. which yeah. is funny. Carry on. 
Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say, I'm like, oh, Pete Davidson's got depression. Um, he's got Crohn's. You know, he's a comedian. I like telling jokes. Maybe I could be a comedian. He's got a huge schlong. That part didn't come with the Crohn's, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> That's funny. So, Joy, comedy. Speaking yeah. of comedy, mm-hmm. since you opened out that door, why well, here we go. Yeah, why don't we? Why don't we take a walk down comedy? Sure. You, you it's a defense mechanism comedy. I use <laughs> in awkward situations. You're good at <laughs> like it. Like right now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about right now? <laughs> You're good at it. Thank you. Appreciate it. You, we've, we've, you've told a few jokes like like that you wrote, right? Yeah, sure. It's not really writing jokes, you know. A lot of it is ex- experiences, yeah. Right, but a lot of it is quick wit. Right, you got to be witty to toot my own horn. You're funny, yeah. I'm you're, a funny guy. You're excellent. <laughs> you're fantastic. You have to have wit when it comes yeah. to yeah. You know, when it comes to comedy, you gotta have wit. That's yeah. the funniest comedians are, are witty, right? Yeah. Russell Peters, uh, Dave Chappelle. Right. These guys can make jokes like that. Yeah. Just from crowd work. Well, usually those stand up shows that you see on Netflix and stuff that they're usually calling people out in the crowd. Yeah, it's all quick crowd little work. weedy thing. Yeah. I saw yeah. Russell Peters uh, in December. Right. Okay, he had his stories, which are the part of his sets that he has planned, they're funny. Right. But it's the crowd work that he just works off. Yeah, that's his yeah. story right? for sure. Yeah. He hears a funny name. Yeah. And that's it. He's got the whole crowd dying. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Uh, probably Russell Peters yeah. because I grew up listening to him. Yeah. Okay. I was like eight years old watching his specials. Probably not the best thing for an eight-year-old to watch. <laughs> I was watching it too, man. Me too. <laughs> Didn't you yeah. see Sebastian Maniscalco? I saw Maniscalco. Maniscalco right. was really good too. Right. Um, but, you know, I think you have to be Italian to yeah, really appreciate Yeah, I was going to say jokes, that. Right? Yeah. yeah, well, so, European, you know. Well, I mean, I know the Greeks want to be Italian, but... Listen, I mean... <laughs> it's all right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you really have to be Italian to understand a lot of his jokes, like, especially when he talks about the, the immigrant culture. Yeah. Italian specifically and what they what they do it's like yeah right because I you know I'm okay I'm second generation Canadian but a lot of things we do are we have a lot of immigrant practices right. I don't know a lot of, <laughs> I don't know a lot of munju cakes that brought lunch and they brought fucking lunch in a in an old yogurt container let me tell you okay That's what we used to do. very cultured very cultured so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so in terms of your now is that something you want to pursue as like a side career as as you know a hobby for yourself well, you know, I thought it I thought it maybe help me pick up chicks. That doesn't seem to be the case. So there's something I'm missing here. <laughs> keep going. Don't, don't fucking yeah, keep give going. Up. I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, it's a, such a fucking... No, I, I, I would potentially like to do like yuck yucks one night. Just right. see how I do. Right, yeah. yeah. It's right here. The problem is, yeah. I have everybody saying, yeah, if you do yuck yucks, I'm going to come. Uh, so it's people who already think, know that I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. but then you're going to look great because I'm going to be laughing. I just want to see, I want to make sure that I... That I'm funny to the masses. You're gonna hear a, a few of our obnoxious laughs. Yeah, and then, then you know, you're the gonna hear the rest of the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know exactly. what? If you really want to test yourself, just keep it to yourself. Find like an open mic night at one of these like local clubs. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, knock your shit off there. And then if you feel ready, you know, let us know. Hey, I'm going to Yuck Yucks or I'm going to Second City or whatever the hell. And well, then I'll tell we'll a few come, jokes you know here. Maybe mean? Netflix will reach out to me for a special. Well, there it is. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Have you written a set though? Like, have you no, gotten into comedy few, writing? I have a few. My thing is, I, I enjoy my funniest moments. Have never been. I've never, never, never jokes. Yeah, it's always I hear something and it, it comes to me. Yeah, right. the wit. Right? So you so just you're on the yeah. It's crowd work. Yeah, you're, you, yeah. that's your strong suit. Well, have you tried it? Have I tried crowd like work? Crowd working. Uh, well, I mean, just generally telling jokes to absolute strangers. Yeah, like, yeah, it's considered it crowd work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. But you've never done any. St- 
type no, of stand up or anything I have, like I have that. Some jokes lined up. Yeah, yeah. That I would I would tell like yeah. some stories mainly yeah. of my father because I find him hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see how I do. Yeah. We'll it's definitely I'm something you busy. should try. Right, right. I'm a health and safety guy. I can't make jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be very serious. Very serious. (laughs) So would you say then Russell Peters is like your biggest like inspiration in terms of like a comedic like figure? No, my mother would be. Really? Yep. Actually? Interesting. Oh. Because my mother's got wit like me. This is true. This is true. Actually, yeah. I have my mother's humor as well. Quick wit again. I, I don't think, see like you are just like all around funny. Like you can tell jokes. I don't think I can tell jokes, but I do think I am witty. Like I'm more like on the spot type thing. Yeah. I can't think of, think about a joke though. Tell a joke. Really? I can't. I'm nervous. <laughs> 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 um, but um, <coughs> see, you guys just all laughed at that. That was oh, witty. Twit. <laughs> no, but um, if you had to pick, I want everyone's answer. I just, I'm very curious. Funniest movie you've ever seen. Funniest yes, movie? Funniest movie you've ever seen. Or just even like a movie in general that like makes you laugh. Because I feel like that's a really good tell of someone's humor. And I'm very curious. For, for me, it's the other guys. It's, oh. it's like the fucking sarcasm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's up there for me, I have yeah. to say. I agree with that. Yeah. Grown Ups is up there for me too. The yeah. humor in that movie is just unmatched. I think you might agree with that. Grown Ups the first one. Though. Grown Ups is funny. I think I'd have to choose... It's tough. I know it is. It so really tough. is. Yeah. You know the classics are Ace Ventura. Yeah. Yeah. Will Ferrell's funny too. I've never been a huge Will Ferrell guy. I'm yeah. the same as you. Yeah. I love Will Ferrell. My favorite movie for of Will Ferrell is uh, is Elf. Yeah. Yeah. Me I yeah. love Elf. Yeah. Right. Funniest movie, honestly, some classics. Nacho Libre. Fuck. Yeah. That's, that's, that's top yeah. five. Nacho Libre. Top five. Jack, Jack Black is fucking hilarious. He I is. hate them. I hate them. I hate all the oh, orphans no. in the whole world. <laughs> I hate them. Say it again. One more time. Go say it to my face, okay? <laughs> it's such a classic. That and uh, you guys ever seen The Ringer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, The Ringer or The Fuck. Wedding Ringer? No, The Ringer with oh. Johnny Knoxville. Team? No, I don't so think it's so. a movie. That's good. You know, granted, this is mid two thousand, so they could get away with this. <laughs> he fixes the Special Olympics, so he enters the Special Olympics, but he's got no cognitive disorders or anything like that. But he, so he rigs the Special Olympics, <laughs> but it's hilarious because they get they had a lot of actors that actually had you know um, that were uh, that were autistic. Yeah. And they were the funniest, man. Yeah, they're so funny. Because they're just, they're good actors, number one. Yeah, they have great sense of humor. Great it's, sense of it's humor. great, yeah. Yeah, if right? anything, they're witty. <laughs> they yeah. can build off of people so easily. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, you, honestly, I, I, I highly recommend that movie because it's cute. Yeah. Because he becomes he becomes buddies with all, all, the, all the kids with uh, special needs. Yeah. And it's so cute. And just the one-liners that they have is yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Granted... <laughs> A lot of them don't actually have special needs because they're just regular guys acting. So, yeah, like I said, mid-2000s. Questionable, but yeah. half of them, half of them. Right. <laughs> Do you want to know something that's good? Love on the Spectrum. Oh, if my gosh. If you were to watch that. Can we talk yeah, about this for a second? Yeah, fucking Hilarious. Yeah. That's like, one of my favorite it, it's shows It's not ever. like you're laughing. You're Michael. not laughing at them. They're... The A-plus man. They're, it's effortless humor that they just have. Yeah, it's they charm. They don't realize it's it. Charm. It is. It is it's charm. What, that's charm, yeah. Michael, it, he has a podcast, by yeah. the way. Fantastic. Michael, the A plus. Oh I think it's God. called the A plus man. The A plus man. He's the highest level of confidence, and he's an intelligent, so incredibly smart. Yeah. I was just he gonna is. say that it blows my mind. Like mm. I think he, what was he? He was like 
very fixated on one thing. I think it was like trains or something. I think it was no, something. But, no, trains is a different one. But yeah. anyways, it was something and he's just, they're just so brilliant. Like yeah. listening to yeah. them and how no, their mind true. works. It's crazy. Also, that show has brought me to like tears before. Honestly, like, when we were watching it together. To God, I, I know. <laughs> it's it's so, it's, it's such a heartwarming show. It is. Them it is. finding love. It's just, it's so cute. George, you would like it. You would definitely. I'm sure like I would. I've seen actually a clip on TikTok. I've watched all the seasons. Yeah. And he goes, they were, he was talking about the episode of some guy on a date with a girl and they were just like so in love. And then they, this is how the guy said it. I'm not sure if this is how it actually happened in the episode, but they listed their, they wanted to list their three favorite things. So the guy goes, the guy goes to the girl. My favorite things are trains, something else. I can't remember. And Batman. It's right? Michael. Maybe. Is it, it Michael? Michael? And then the girl goes, I don't like any of those. <laughs> so they shook hands and left. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's what's <laughs> How efficient know, is so that? Oh See, that's like, man, fuck you, bitch. I'm out of here. See, this is a, they, they don't know how to like... They, he can't hide it on his face. Once he gets upset about something or just in general, anyone, yeah. they can't hide it. It's all over their face. You could... See yeah, the discomfort no, there's no immediately. Nuance. There's no nuance right. like yeah. we have. Yeah. It's probably a lot easier to find love like that. Oh, 100%. It's just straight oh, up. I, I agree. Yeah. Your whole so, life is just an, is the truth. It's well, the that's truth. what I was going to yeah. say. They they literally can't help but be honest. So it's not like you're, you know, you're on a date with someone and they say, oh, I like this. And just to appease them, you're like, oh, yeah, like that's cool and stuff. Meanwhile, you're like, I don't give a yeah, fuck you, about what he just check said. Check out and like, yeah. oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings or I'm scared to Yeah, leave. exactly. Yeah. But they <laughs> literally don't care. So I think like that's, they find the most like authentic love that way yes, <laughs> because that's, that's... People think they're real, man. This yeah. Date, yeah. This date was not successful. Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kudos to them. <laughs> I wish more people in our society could do that. Deal. <laughs> business. Thank you for coming. I appreciate your offer. No, but honestly though... Good luck in your future endeavors. Click here to end subscription. If... Everybody in this generation could be like that. I think dating would be 10 times easier because oh, you know what? If you could just tell me from the get-go that you're not interested or you don't want to date instead of leading me on for three months, that would be fantastic. <laughs> then yeah. much appreciated. Some it's all games. Some of the truth is coming out there a little bit, eh? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Not, not everyone's like that, but a lot of people are playing games these days. It makes it more difficult. Because nowadays we've coined the term situationship or imagine like imaginationship oh, all these stupid terms that the it's like an imagination it's just a lame excuse if a for girl through if a girl threw a term like that at me i'd say thank you for your time <laughs> yeah. later. well it's not even like you're, <laughs> you're throwing the term at the person but it's like that's like all over tiktok or all over social media it's like oh me and my situationship and i'm like that's such a lame excuse for a, you're being led on <laughs> by somebody who probably only wants to use you for physical <laughs> purposes um and it yeah they, they coined the term situationship so i think that if we were more brutally honest about what we want um you know like these people in love on the spectrum i yeah. think that dating would be a lot easier yeah, <laughs> absolutely so they have more noble intentions too like that's what i'm saying yeah. like you know the the people in love on the spectrum or people with autism they probably don't know what a situationship is, <laughs> and good for them <laughs> because they don't have to deal with that. It's, I'm sure they know you like what it the person. Well, that's what I mean. They don't entertain no it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, not it's like it's either it's for you or it's not. It's not like you got to think about it for three months and then just say, "Oh, actually, no. maybe this isn't know. for me." <laughs> yeah, it's really, really nice. It's, it, you feel good coming out of the episodes. Yeah. You're like, "God damn," you know. Well, I saw that. You know, have you guys seen the commercial for the new movie um, with uh, what's his name? Woody Harrelson? Woody Harrelson, the one we just watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's oh, which the, one? Which one? Oh, Champions. Yeah, George it's and I Woody just Harrelson watched this movie. He's coaching a team full of um, kids with uh, special needs. Uh, basketball. 
Oh, I think I think I have seen a trailer like on YouTube, yeah, we just, just like we briefly. Just saw it last but, week, it was really good. Yeah. It was good. It was yeah. cute, man. Yeah, like it mm. almost like made me cry actually. Mm. Did it, it almost make you cry or did it make you cry? No, it almost made me cry. Oh, I nice. didn't cry. Nice. I was in a public place. I had to keep it together. But <laughs> um, no, yeah, it, it was cute because like in the end, like spoiler alert for those who want to watch it. Sorry, but they come second in like the championship for the Special Olympics basketball. And instead of like, you know, oh, we lost and like being all upset, they started cheering and they're like all lifting up this one guy whose name was Showtime in the movie, Showtime, I think. Yeah, the guy would only shoot backwards. Yeah, he would only shoot backwards. <laughs> he would only and shoot backwards. He's like, <laughs> like wouldn't even hit the rim. And in his like <laughs> three years. Like, yeah, don't, don't worry, he's due for one. <laughs> so right at the end, he throws a buzzer beater. Hits the rim, doesn't go in. But they're so pumped that he hit the rim the first time. So <laughs> it was, yeah, it was oh, so cute. Because like, they're, they're literally like, <laughs> they're literally like standing there all cheering. And like the coach was like, what are you doing? Like we lost. And they're like, Showtime hit the rim. Showtime hit the rim. And they're all like cheering. And I was like, that's just so cute. Because they cared yeah. about like the fact that their friend hit the rim as opposed to like the fact that they came second. So I thought it was like, my friend's exactly like that when I get a phone number from a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks for ruining that. I mean, I would have loved to have seen that for the first time in theaters, but yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> you, good. you literally Sorry. covered quite literally everything. I know. <laughs> That's what I do. So who else is in the movie? Any other famous people? Uh, honestly, I only recognize Woody Harrelson, I think, actually. Hmm, okay. I don't even... I don't even think I've seen Woody Harrelson in anything else. I probably have. What? Really? But nothing significant to me. Like nothing that stood out. He's confused? No. What's, what's that one when he was the, um, the Hustler magazine guy? <laughs> You did it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of that one. Uh, you know what? I just said dazed and confused. I don't even know. <laughs> now you're dazed and confused. <laughs> I'm very tired. I'm sorry. He's also in Man from Toronto. That was awful. He's from oh, Toronto? No. Yeah, the the movie. movie they made oh. with Kevin Oh, I Harden. was like. Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. I never, I never seen that. Man from Toronto. And then they got in trouble because that's how they pronounced the Toronto. The yeah. yeah they, the whole movie. Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, they really <laughs> emphasize, put emphasis on the T. Yeah. That's not how you say it. I like to say he's not in Dazed and Confused. I was thinking of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> how do you confuse Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey? All stones. right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey's not a Yeah, stone, Matthew McConaughey. Right? Yeah, just think because he's of the way he talks. You have, like, whatever that's called. Just you have say something. it, just say it. Okay. Matthew McConaughey's sexy, say it. Yeah, well. Yeah, he is. But you can't imagine Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, like, playing with a hacky sack together. Smoking a doobie. <laughs> Smoking a doobie. With, with, with the in the middle. Yeah, right? Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Wilson. Wedding Crashers. Funny movie. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wedding Crashers is a funny movie. one, actually. You know the scene in Wedding Crashers when, who is it? Was it like the stepbrother or something that like tapes up Vince Vaughn to the bed and like forces oh, him to yeah, kiss it? Right. And then the next Artist morning dude. he's like, well, why didn't you like why didn't you come to my room or something? Maybe because I was too busy getting raped. <laughs> oh like, my God. He's eating breakfast. Yeah, he's yeah. eating breakfast. Somebody sat down and wrote that and was like, this so is funny. a good idea. Oh my God. <laughs> so funny though. And like, that's the thing, like you said, like you can get away with that in the 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s, that was the prime time for movies. My favorite uh-huh. movie they were, they were was White risky. Chicks. Oh, I haven't chicks. seen white, white chicks, chicks in like, so long. White chicks white is, yeah, yeah. You can't. <laughs> white chicks was already on the edge when it came yeah, out. Yeah. And the, that, you could never put something like that out now. Easy white chocolate. But see, because <laughs> because it came out in the two thousands, people are like, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. People because you know it was we've funny been, though. It's still, it still funny it nowadays. Nobody so minded. It's yeah. Somebody will yell at you. Today. We just have a more woke society. But how did so how did how did we get to this point? How did we get to a point where now things like that aren't. You, you, you don't see it as much. I think a lot of his people are bored. 
obviously covid probably had a huge part to play in that it was huge even before covid yeah um too many people sitting there with their phones with an opinion that other people are yeah it's easier to voice your opinion it's easier to to but you have a right to do so yeah but it's easy to hop on the bandwagon nowadays right you know obviously treating people with respect is number one overall myself I, i i could not give a fuck how someone lives their life Right. doesn't affect me whatsoever. Right. I mm-hmm. agree. Do I get mad at anyone, anyone's opinion? <coughs> Any reason. It could be, it could be you know, a uh, not-so-popular opinion. could be a popular opinion. No, not really, because, again, it doesn't really affect me. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what, I don't, that's what I'm not a fan of, this you know, extreme cancel culture. You're canceling people yeah. tweets 20 years ago. It's like, first of all, guys, it's a different, it was a different time. Yeah. Things, things change over time. Yeah. They m- m- most likely may not be the same person. But then I also believe that people don't change, so that's that's a bit of a contradiction. Uh, Maybe like uh, fundamentally. Fundamentally, but yeah, like right. essentially, you know, let's take it easy a little bit. I Just, agree, 100%. because right, you know, hate is hate. The whole point of equality is to eliminate hate, right? Yeah. And what you're doing is just you're just influencing <coughs> hate. Okay, it's going the other way, but it's still hate. Yeah. We gotta have a little yeah. more love in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're totally right. Fighting hate with hate. Yeah. yeah. Fighting hate with hate, fire with fire. Right. Sure, you. Yeah. If that's how you want to do it, but it doesn't seem to be working. What we do you have think? a lot of people going, you know, that are battling back, and it's just it's just going to cause more fighting. What right. do you think about like that phrase, "the pendulum swings"? Like, do you think we'll eventually go swinging right back the other way? Uh, very likely. I don't know. Like the amount of like ultra conservative kids that are coming out of the woodworks yeah. is nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nuts. I hear some of the words coming out of these kids' mouth. I'm like. Ultra conservative? Yeah, what do you mean by that? Like it's like it's like you ever read about fascism in like textbooks? Yeah. It's like watching it in real life. Some yeah. of them, yeah, and it's it's pretty crazy. But I mean, I feel like they've always been there. It's it's kind of sure like what people <clears throat> say with social media making everybody's voices super duper loud. Well, I was just actually gonna say that like literally exactly. Like I think because I mean I feel like we, like me being the youngest here, even I feel like I maybe was the last of us to have a generation that kind of grew up like authentically. And by that, I mean like without phones, yeah. you know, like well, you, you grew up with me. So yeah, <laughs> you, had a, you had an active childhood. <laughs> we, we really did. Yeah. But like in terms of like, I didn't have a phone. It's not like Instagram, I think was created when I was in, like grade seven and I, you didn't even have it. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't Instagram. back yeah, then. It, it was like just name. made, right? Yeah, like people right. noticed four people posting random stuff. But mm-hmm. nowadays when you think about it, these kids are being born right into social media. They'll probably get a phone, grade three maybe like and that i mean i'm just guessing but like from what i've seen because i work in childcare, so i see it like kids will be like oh i want to watch paw patrol i want to watch paw patrol i want to watch this i want to watch that. i want to watch this youtube channel i want to watch this and i was like i was not doing this when i was a kid like i was excited to go out and like play with my neighbors or knock on my neighbor's door and like go for a bike ride and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i think social media plays like a huge part in that because i don't have social media personally for one of this exact reason because I just think it does more harm than good and I think social media can be used for good and for like use your platform for good for advocating for stuff but I think it does more harm than good in that sense because these kids are being born right into like being exposed to cancel culture and of course that's enforcing like stereotypes and reinforcing stuff like that in their brain that maybe we weren't exposed to as kids because they don't get a chance to think for themselves it makes everything black and white yeah you know what i mean right. there's no there is a gray area but you look at social media it's either exactly it's either agree extreme, with this or disagree yeah. with this there's no middle ground yeah, yeah. they there's don't no conversation yeah. yeah they don't think for themselves no, because they, they can't they, they they're, can't. Ex- they're, they're exposed to too many yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. like if i feel like and correct me if i'm wrong anybody but i feel like 
if we were ever exposed to anything like that as a kid, we could have conversation about it because we weren't on social media. So there wasn't that black and white. Me specifically, I wouldn't want to have that conversation. I want to go play Spiral the Dragon on my PS2. All right. Well, you know, we're not all as cool as you. So, (laughs) you know, do you know, I remember, I remember like the beginning of this like surge and I I was the generation that was on MSN Messenger. Yeah. Right. So I was, I would have been part of that generation, but my mom didn't let me use it. (laughs) So I'd be on, I'd be on MSN and if you're messaging somebody like the early MSN, it was be like, hey man, you want to go outside and play? And that was it. And before MSN, I was also the age that in the generation in the neighborhood, because you know the neighborhood we grew up in. Yeah. Right? It was super safe. You grew up in that same neighborhood too. I used to walk so around we all the time by myself. By ourselves. <laughs> so when you were like freaking four or five yeah. years old, right? So uh, I, I remember before the social media thing came up, you have to pick up the fucking phone and dial someone's friggin' house yeah. and talk to their parents. Hi, Mr. Can I speak Hi, to Mrs. you? Hi, yeah. Mrs. So-and-so is some, and, and, you know, ask permission to go play or go and knock on their door. Yeah, I used to do all the time. That was, and that's what you did. And I mean, yeah. nowadays like, you knock on the door, somebody starts talking to you through the fucking doorbell. <laughs> Open the fucking door. Yeah, the ring doorbell. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Some of, these, some of these kids look like robots too when you look at them and you talk to them. We were kids, we were forced into those social uncomfortable settings or yeah, whatever, knocking on people's doors and talking to adults, right? Yeah. Since we were like really, really little. Kids don't have that now. I've, I've it's because they grow that. their bangs out over their eyes now and they can't see if somebody's in front of them. Yeah, they all look like anime <laughs> characters. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the social skills. Actually, I was talking about that today. I Yeah, like like I said, I'm in childcare, so I see it. Yeah. A lot of the kids who are like four or five years old, like, you know, barely have like, they have speech, but it's like to form like an actual coherent sentence and stuff. Like you'd be surprised. Like it's, I feel like it's a lot more delayed these days because one, they grew up in the midst of COVID. Yeah. So social interaction there was completely lacking. But then also social interaction is just lacking in general because how they're talking to their friends is over FaceTime. We didn't, I didn't, I don't think FaceTime was ever a thing when we were kids. This is yeah. FaceTime. Like right maybe we had like Skype, but it's like, okay, how often did you really use that? It was more like you said, like calling someone's house phone or having to like talk to the parents or having to ring on a doorbell and say, can so-and-so come out and play, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, they don't have to do we, that at we, all now. I remember growing up, like, you know who, who I'm talking yeah. about. And like all of our little group of friends and stuff, we'd go play in ravines and stuff. And we had a contingency plan for if somebody fell and broke an, like a bone. Yeah. We were like, all right, this is the plan. This is how yeah. we get the bikes home. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. it happened. And like, it, that is an inconceivable thing you for know like what I'm parents and children these days. But she cracked her head open. Yeah. That's fence. just a normal yeah. thing. Fuck, you guys manifested that. Yeah. It sounds like it. Was it. A fun we had to take though. the bikes home. <laughs> it was such oh, a you fun guys were fully planned. Do you remember yeah. the homemade yeah. water park we made? Yes. Yes. Right? Like, that was like, kids don't do that. They're not. Like, cool. I was, I was in the same neighborhood, but I never got invited to this fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. No, it's fine. I was playing PlayStation. Or when we no, would put like, like the sprinkler under the trampoline, like just oh, just the yeah. Oh, sounds fun. Crazy <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> no, but it's like stuff like that, or like creating your own fun. I feel like kids feel like they have fun at their fingertips, like to just oh, I'm gonna download an app or play this or play that, yeah. right? But you know how many life skills I have that I still use to this day that oh, I learned sure. from making fun when I was a kid? Yeah, I know. I like, agree. It's crazy. Some yeah. of the things. Yeah, really it helps is. with creativity. Yeah. It's when there's less, you know what I mean, when you don't have a phone. That's why technology is great. But I mean, how do you guys think that technology affects like mental health in terms of social media and now the lack of, It you depends know. on the person. Right. Like me, myself, I look at social media and I'm like, whatever. I couldn't care. But if someone is, is very susceptible to the, the opinions of others, it could 
be detrimental. Suck you in. Yeah. Right. See, Thanks, for bro. me personally, because I don't have social media, so like, I'm not more susceptible to the opinions of others. Although I am sensitive to stuff like that, like I'm not completely denying that. It's more the reason I just don't have it is because like. I just think it's like causes me personally unnecessary like anxiety. If I go on Instagram and there's like something major going on, cancel culture, everyone's talking about it. It just like is unneeded stress that I don't need because I deal with my own (laughs) stress on a daily basis. It's just like useless stress or like, you know, if someone posts a picture and then like I'm worried about, okay, what am I going to post next? Do I look the same as them? Or like if a girl gets like a certain amount of likes right. for like or looking a certain way. I feel like I have to fit that mold to also get like that right. praise and that like validation or like that I'm concerned about like, Oh, you know, this guy I used to like is now liking her post. Like maybe he likes her. Maybe he thinks I'm more attractive than her. Then there's all these just like thoughts that just like, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need to see that every day because personally that affects me mm-hmm. negatively. So I don't need to hear that. This is a perfect example of someone who is susceptible to all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's true. The the day, it, she also, it sounds like, okay, like for example, the other day I watched a video of someone uh, shared, oh, use this TikTok song because this is the one, It was they were showing stats. This is the uh, This is the best one to post right now. And I just thought to myself, okay, like, I understand if you're trying to build up a page, but really at the end of the day, what the fuck's the point? Yeah, like exactly. I put up a TikTok, it gets a million hits. How did that better or change my life? Exactly. Other than you're other than you know, consistently, and you're getting that many views consistently to actually make a business out of it. But right, that's it's, the diff- thing. They're, it's they're, different. It's different. We have a social media because we're trying to promote no, the for podcast. sure, and that's, that's what I mean. You can right. do good on it, for exactly. 100%, but. but but in terms of like personal use, I understand people are, are trying to like they're building their own brand like which is themselves or whatever the fuck they're doing but it, a lot of it's just like it, there's no fucking point at the end Personally, of the day I, yeah. think, I think tiktok is fantastic <laughs> it's extremely entertaining it's hilarious yeah it is it, it can be so it's funny man. it's fucking it, it's, it's incredible honest to god mm-hmm. it is some it, of the production value the creativity the talent that you find on tiktok is unreal so it really some is. of the tips the teachers that go on there and mm-hmm. teach you things and skills and whatnot all over the world yeah. it's amazing and then some of the shit is like so dangerous man well yeah. now you're, you're yeah. giving everyone a platform so yeah. now all the fucking it's people like that aren't all in, there take it in with moderation everything exactly, is exactly. Moderation. and you gotta be critically thinking what you're watching <laughs> yeah. always question it be like if somebody's telling you the most matter of fact thing about something that might you know tap the button on you like here's a fact about men monolithically here's a fact about women this that the other man you gotta really fucking well, be a critical thinking I had, here. I had the gentleman to your right sending me videos on tiktok about the vaccines. Oh, <laughs> oh, stop yeah. it. Trust me. Stop it. Trust I'm me. like, dude, please stop listening to TikTok people about vaccines. I, and stop it. Don't make me sound like that. You know, see, you know who see, else was the fucking Nick, problem see, right there? Nick, Nick too. Nick too. Bottom G. Sending me stuff and you do like, bottom G. Don't make me sound like that. That's, that's no, fucking No, you're better now. <laughs> no, listen. Come on, Pete Colin. Come on, you, you got bored. You were looking through some it, crazy things. I was viewing things, but it doesn't mean like, I, but that's. sends me this guy in a tank top with full of tattoos talking about science and like that's not the guy you want to listen oh, to oh that guy he's from Toronto the one with the fucking neck tattoos he's big I forget his name Chris Sky Chris Sky right yeah oh god just because guy. I'm sending you something doesn't mean it's it's, it's my ideology or my make beliefs make it clear then <laughs> I'm just sending you something for entertainment. I'm just saying, here, look at this. He look at this person's funny. opinion. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. It's just, it could be anything. It could be funny. It could be someone's he opinion. He, he sends you stuff I across send the spectrum. Just yeah. All across it the is, spectrum. It really yeah. is. Right? But it's, it's, but it's... Why are you so sensitive? <laughs> He's okay. crowd working. Oh, your voice. He's crowd working and you're heckling him. That's what this is. 
No, but it, it's dangerous nice haircut, because you look good. I have a hat on. I know. You yeah, you can't even see it. <laughs> You're lying. It looks nice. Thanks. Yeah, no, it, it's dangerous though. <laughs> it's dangerous because now you're giving a lot of people with these crazy conspiracies coming out, yeah, or these crazy ideas coming out, and and they're sharing it online. And some people just choose to believe them, right? Yeah, and that's and where and it gets fucked. Well, and a lot, right? That's the thing. It's like you know, it's too much. That's where the critical thinking really comes critical in. Critical thinking, me personally, I think about scientific method. Whenever I have someone hmm. proposing a theory to me, especially right. when it comes to medicine, like okay, you can have this. You can have this theory, sure. But it needs to be replicated. It needs to be tested, mm-hmm. right? Each test needs to be compared and contrasted with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't take one test and and say, "Oh, you got this result. This is this is this causes this." Yeah. Right. This is what they were saying: the vaccines cause autism. That was one test that showed that, and there was lots of lots of mistakes and issues with it. Yeah. Right? No, it's super. Yeah. The, I'm the pretty other, sure a lot of it got retracted. No, legally it was ordered yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Because it was all. Yeah. Well, I don't know the, the specifics. The I studied done, it in, in uni. Yeah. I could, you know, yeah. I drank a lot in uni. I don't remember most of it. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of these, you know, you take, yeah, you will have some evidence from certain studies that show that could prove your point, but the scientific method is you repeat it and then you compare it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can look at one, but the other thousand fucking tests show the complete opposite. Exactly. So what's more likely is, is the case, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. But the scientific method itself is like also <clears> subject. <throat> we have talked about this on the show too, to like bi- personal bias at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. You're, you're, you know, like no matter what, you humans are not able to be objective. So you have subjective interpretation of data. Yeah. And then that, you have but things that's, like that's that. Where, that's, where where the, that's where the analysis of data comes in. You, yeah. can, you can weed out the, that bias. But I think that's where we're at. We're at that dangerous place now where so this is like the most educated generation in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. So many people are like adept at like basic the basic scientific method that they're able to get just enough evidence to hook people in and that's the danger in it i think see i i almost want to argue i don't think we're the most educated system. yeah educated's a, educated a, that, book, that, that, that's smart maybe like well well i'm talking about access to information access to information access to information actual education yeah no you go ask uh, a kid in, in their teens make a bowl of pasta no, yeah, life, life skills, life skills. For yeah. sure, yeah. For yeah. Lacking. nothing, yeah, you know, nothing. No, no, about education. Yeah. I'm talking about like your wealth access of knowledge. to knowledge. Yeah. Sure. We also have a yeah. lot of access to bullshit knowledge too. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, misinformation, yeah. which yeah. is a serious issue. Like it's really, it, it, and it's it's like its own demise. It's yeah. social media and technology is literally eating itself as, alive. As kids, the only misinformation we had was that girls had cooties. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you said earlier, it is really it, it. It does seem like things are black and white a lot, right? Yeah. Like, and, and you you're and you right pick a wrong. topic. Yeah. It's okay. Your opinion on vaccines. Mm-hmm. It's either you're far left or you're far right, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of people that are you know considered centrist, whatever you want to call it. That if just you're have considered a, a centrist, you know, then you are. You're on the bad side. Well, that's the problem, yeah. honestly. And I consider myself <clears throat> a centrist. And I, I talked to like I I had this conversation the other night. I had my little high school reunion with my my. my uh, with all those other older guys there, and I'm talking. They were like making these jokes because they're more conservative people, mm. and they're like making all these liberal jokes and throwing them at me. And I'm like, but I'm not. I don't understand why you guys think that. And when I have this conversation with my liberal friends, they're doing the same thing. They're like, oh, you're the conservative of the bunch, and you're like, what the heck is going on here, mm. right? So when you're sort of a, that's kind of how you know that you're really listening to everybody else. And you're taking in, in in information from all these perspectives, and you're just you find truth in everybody, and you yeah, just kind of. But why would you say that's? Why would you say that's isolating? Though? It's why, isolating. Why would you say that's more like dangerous to, to like to be a centrist? You said that that's 
no, more no, of a problem. No, no, I'm just saying that people like if you're a centrist, you're, there's no people don't believe in that anymore. There, that's the thing. There's no gray area. So if you say that you you can accept an opinion from this side and an opinion from this side, it depends on the topic. Like it depends I, on the I, topic. I, me and Goody were having this conversation not long ago when we found like a lot of common ground because we both we both kind of gave ourselves like a centrist mentality mm. on on a lot of things when i say centrist i just think open mind just be open-minded open to minded. both sides like if i'm a conservative all, all and sides. i and i hear yeah. someone someone's opinion that's a liberal or it's a liberal perspective conservatives or the the right wing left wing they'll just shut down the other side because of who the other side is mm-hmm. whereas just listen to what the fuck they're saying Critical think for yourselves instead of just being a part of and formulate your own opinion. Your far right fucking side, and mm-hmm. that's what I consider a centrist. When you listen to both, you form your own opinion. If you veer to one side, you veer. It is what it is, right? See, I go with I go with the fact that I believe that everyone's opinion is bullshit. Mm. <laughs> so it keeps me level. So man. you're taking a different route to the same to the same place. I could not care what anyone thinks. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. It's, another day, it's better, you know. You know. I got my own shit to worry about. I got Crohn's. <laughs> <laughs> spokesman, you're the spokesman for it. Yeah. You gotta start. You gotta start like a foundation. Give it tax. Actually, I'm actually a doing. A, I'm doing a walk in June. Are you? Yeah. For Good Crohn's for you. and. Um, What's we, our team name? Can we come? We're, yeah, we're the game of Crohn's. What the fuck yeah, is this? We're, uh, you yeah. can donate. Why can't I? What, what, you can be a part of this. Team, Talk about this. Let's hear more about it. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, we're just doing like a walk. It's like a, like any sort of like fundraiser walk. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to like a bunch of cancer walks. We're making T-shirts and everything. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh, so with the Game of Crones, uh, <laughs> my T-shirt. Cool. I want That's the T-shirt uh, designed to be like the you know the Iron Iron Throne. Yeah. yeah. But uh, instead of swords, it's gonna be like plungers and it's gonna be <laughs> toilet seats. So I think it'll be fucking hilarious. That's good. <laughs> my animal designer T-shirt. I'm really hoping because it's a it's a walk for Crohn's and colitis. Yeah. It's 5K. I'm like they better have fucking porta potties set up at <laughs> every hundred meters for these poor fucks. <laughs> that guy's going really fast. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, man. That's good. That's great. Dude. No, that's cool though. So when is that supposed to happen? I think it's it's in June sometime. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah. So me, yeah. my family, my my cousin's family. Lexi. Oh, Lexi's coming. Lexi, as well. you're going as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. It's so, yeah. good. That's fun. fun. That's good. Yeah. Because luckily enough, knock on wood, I'm in remission. But there's a lot of people who aren't. And yeah. People who struggle. All right. Trust me, it's a shitty fucking disease. Yeah. When I was in full blown flare up, it's awful yeah. yeah so yeah and i'm sure like like cancer there's probably a cure and they just won't release it to us isn't that shitty but the medication you're on right <laughs> shitty. Now, <laughs> the medication you're on right now is it's helping yeah not going what yeah yeah it's, it's helping there's yeah. no cure for it because it's autoimmune right so there's managing right right, right. change a lifestyle what i'm on is is called a biologic so essentially it shuts down the portion of your immune system so really what crohn's is is my brain is Telling my my white blood cells to there's something going on in your gut, go attack. There's some sort of infection in there. Mm. Go attack. There's no infection. So, so she's attacking healthy cells. Yeah. Right. Right. So the inner lining of my gut is all torn to shit. Mm. Not not anymore. I've I've healed up, but uh, that's essentially what Crohn's is. So the biologics go in, they shut down that receptor that that you know shuts down the portion of your brain that's telling you to attack that's your signal. system. Yeah. I, unfortunately, it is uh, slightly immunocompromising because it is shutting down a portion of your immune system. Yeah. But uh, I'd rather it shut. I'd rather get really sick if I get an infection than... Are you in a constant state of like, like 
like sensitivity or I guess to like exposure uh, to depend- illness? No, it goes day to day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Depends on the day. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I find if, cause I, this is a, for life, I got to take this, these meds. Yeah. Right. So I find like it's every eight weeks. So when I get to the seventh week, I'm a little more sensitive. Because right. I can feel the last dose is starting to wear off a bit. Right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So I need mm-hmm. that booster. Yeah. And then in terms of like <clears throat> diet and stuff, you said lifestyle changes. So I'm guessing diet is part of it. Yeah, when I was in my flare-up, like it was it was bone broth and applesauce. That's it? Oh, buddy. Fantastic. And it, oh. I had to change. I had to start intaking a lot more calories because when, when your gut is torn up, you're not absorbing any nutrients. Yeah. So I was eating three to 4,000 calories a day. Yeah. Still losing weight because oh, nothing yeah. was nothing was everything was just going, just going through. Yeah. yeah, right. So uh, I, now I've kept that lifestyle where I keep eating and now I keep gaining weight. <laughs> so I'm glad to be healthy, but I'm fat again. That's okay. God, it's alright. I miss my Crohn's body. Hurts. <laughs> 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 it's okay. He's not to say. Unless it's mine. Okay, I can say it. I'm, I'm proud of you guys coming on here. You actually taught us a lot about two very yeah, very be a quiz after yeah <laughs> yeah we we're, we're talked about this on the way here we're gonna quiz you guys so. yeah, this is yeah, like, you know, i feel this is great this yeah, is guys, educational. Like, honestly i'm gonna be honest with you, you guys told me to maybe think about psychedelics while we can talk about psychedelics we've never taken them got no idea no but you can share your opinion on it or no, whatever like what you, you know. think i mean i don't know if, what, what you learned about it i learned quite a bit have you ever heard of the uh i'm sure you've heard of the uh the mushroom theory like the theory of human evolution in mushrooms? Yeah. Well, what, yeah, no, yeah. I don't think so. So yeah. essentially... You, you have. I'm have sure you have, yeah, but essentially has. early humanoids mm. uh, started eating magic mushrooms. Oh, yes. There there neurological yep, pathways yep, yep. formed. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I didn't have the count. neurological pathways yeah. to get to that story, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Right. That's the only <laughs> thing I know about psychedelics. You know yeah. what's funny, though? I've, I've heard like lots of stuff, and I mean, people have analyzed like, scripture like in the bible and stuff mm. about like these prophets and whatnot mm. and they'd like it's almost like trying to read between the lines being like how could somebody come up with something this profound that's aged like this obviously it's probably been tampered with throughout time but that's neither here nor there yeah. still like the heart and bones of like this parable yeah. is based on some dude who's probably on like it's a fucking highest friggin peyote trip yeah. or some yeah. kind of natural well, dmt half, right half of the most popular philosophers used to microdose absolutely right. like you it's exp- you expand the mind yeah right. like see clearly it was probably that's probably you're right it's probably like the, the core of where like modern well, society there's cave drawings from. of mushrooms yeah right? exactly like they related to like mushrooms that have psychedelic effects yeah right. right and it's i mean a lot of like indigenous cultures today mm-hmm. still like utilize it for like healing. I remember yeah. that, that same documentary that I was telling about with like the, the other right. uh, psychedelics yeah. uh, and the therapy. Mm-hmm. There was a one episode about the peyote, which is a cactus down in like northern Mexico, southern United States. Mm-hmm. And the Navajo <clears throat> used this for like, say like a member of the tribe is like battling with addiction or some kind of like serious issue. They'll go to like the shaman mm-hmm. and be like, I need the medicine. So they'll gather up like family and friends They'll pitch a teepee out in the middle of nowhere and dose the person who's like dealing with addiction or whatever. And they, whatever happens, it's like a sacred thing. So you never know what goes on in there, right? They do that today. Yeah. They do that today, they, literally. So that's like, that's an ancient form of utilizing psychedelics yeah. as medicine. Hey, so if it works, it works. Why not, like, why not revisit introducing it to like modern medicine? Mm. Like, well, yeah, like what they have in those clinics. Talk about Western medicine, right? Yeah. It's no. go by the book. That's Western medicine. I'm sure there is lots of different options. Yeah, for sure. It's just a lot of it's illegal. 
See, I, that's so, it's so weird to me. They only made it illegal because of hippies, eh? Yeah, that's all it is. And that's in, what, the 60s, I think, yeah. that they happened, that they, they made psychedelics illegal? Because the, the, the U.S. military was, like, tinkering with it. Yeah, they were using uh, LSD for mind control. Yeah. Yeah. But they found they're like, doesn't, doesn't it doesn't just, help control the mind. You just start anything. touching everybody. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's going to be fucking food. crazy. <laughs> but... No, I think it's cool. I would want to try it for like the spiritual healing thing that you were mentioning before, Alexi. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be I cool. I think personally, like I'm not opposed to like the use of psychedelics at all. Like I think that they can definitely help people. And I mean, like there's been proof. This has been proven, mm-hmm. um, especially in like indigenous cultures and stuff like you mentioned. Personally, I think I have too much anxiety to maybe indulge in psychedelics Yeah. because... I say that because, like, you you obviously don't know how you're going to, you know, the trip you're going to experience on this. And that the uncertainty is kind of what makes me anxious. I feel like if there was, like, a for sure, like, okay, this is what you're going to experience. This is, like, what you're going to see, like, visually, like, all that. Like, I feel like I'd be more open to it. But the uncertainty of, like, the trip you're going to have, I think, is what causes me anxiety personally. I I, So it's interesting you say that because a lot of the stuff I've read up about it, um, people talking about the good trips and the bad trips, they were like, whether it was good or bad, it was the trip that I needed. That seems to be the sentiment. Uh, And then people are like, you know, it changed my life for the better. And I haven't really read any testimonies that say, you know, bad trips led to bad outcomes. The the worst thing that you'll read is people will start throwing up. Yeah, because maybe they indulged it like they, they took it. Much, yeah, they took it much, too yes. much, or they didn't take it properly. Well, whatever the case is, those microdosing capsules that come with the the shrooms, they, it's ginger in shrooms, right? So like, it, it's possible that the actual mushroom itself agitates your stomach. You know, it definitely does. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a certain way to do it that where it won't upset your stomach, but. Yeah. I'd say probably maybe the, your mentality going into it may have an effect. You definitely oh, have to sure. go like, in the right headspace. Like even if, well, like, they get smoking you, weed. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, even drinking. If you're drinking to have a good time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're going in, you know, I'm gonna have a fun time tonight. Right. I'm happy right now. Have a few drinks. It makes me even happier. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm drinking because I'm angry, it's gonna make me even more angry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's probably about your energy going into it. Right. I just sound like a complete alcoholic there, but that's no. But how much no, is it? No, it's, it's true. It's placebo you're, effect, really, yeah. Yeah. right? It's you know. that's probably I mean, it's not the biggest role in it. But no, it but it's definitely, it it definitely it's definitely a factor. It's definitely a factor. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I probably won't try any of these things. And uh, hmm. what if they legalized it? Psychedelics? Nah. No. They legalized weed. I barely. Speak I weed. probably see them legalizing it soon. Oh, I, yeah. I hundred percent agree there. The the, you can you can buy like it's you can buy you can go to stores downtown and you can actually buy you know why because it's not that popular a lot of people don't are, i think a lot of people are scared to try it so it almost polices itself <clears throat> i mean more like government owned though because like government sees like oh psychedelics are becoming more popular True, profit cha ching yeah i want to own well, it the, the government thing, right? and they're gonna right. take over like I'm, they did you the reason the prices of alcohol oh yeah yeah i heard about that the reason the tax same day they're raising the tax on booze in in, in uh i think it's just in ontario or it might be all of Canada, I'm not sure. Same day they're raising the tax, all the MPs are getting a $3,000 raise. How funny. Congratulations, nice, guys. Eh? Nice Good for you guys. Good day to be a politician. I, I heard something That's on the it. news today also about booze, not just that the prices were going up, but also now in Canada, women are binge drinking more than men. Mm. It's because men cause them to drink. Oh, Ladies. wow. Got him. Got him. So actually, I was going to come at you with a different fact that uh, it used to be <laughs> that women were the pill poppers and men were the drinkers. And now it seems that we opposite. are the opposite. Yeah. I only take Advil. 
I get migraines too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that one? That's interesting. That it, I'm I talking like Vivans and like that was like a really big thing. For like the housewife in like what the seventies. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm. I'm. I, you know what? I have a kind of viewpoint, but I could be totally off. Well, let's hear it anyway. Okay, I was gonna say because you're you're saying that men are more susceptible to like pill popping and women are more indulging in booze. Right? No, that's this a, is just based on like I know, but I, I know, but that's yeah. what you're. Yeah. That's what you mentioned, yeah, right? That's what it, that's what I heard in the news. I was gonna say maybe a big thing of that is because a lot of the time, like these pills are used for mental you know mental health issues or even just painkillers and stuff not necessarily used like or intended for the use of combating like a mental illness but a lot of men and this is something that I also stand by is like I feel like men feel as though they can't speak up as much as women about struggles with mental health and I think that's a big problem too is that yeah mental health has been normalized to a certain extent in our society but I feel like the mental illnesses that like men struggle with get just swept swept under the rug like that kind of goes unnoticed in a sense so I was gonna say maybe like a big port like part of that would be the fact that like men are using or like indulging in drugs to combat mental illness or like the pain that they feel and not being able to speak up about it, mm-hmm. you know, or seek the help that they yeah, like need. That was, that was going to be my point as well. I would say it's maybe the rate, the rate of who's more depressed. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. no, I don't think it's who's more depressed. Cause I think that could go either way, but I just think that a lot of time, a lot of the times people think, okay, you know, mental health, mental illness, a lot of the times people think of females. A lot of the time people think, you know, like, or girls like glamorizing it. Like, Oh, I'm, it was when I was so depressed or this and that when mm. it's like men, struggle with this like on you know every single day and that goes a lot unnoticed too i remember there was like a statistic and it was like the the comparison of men to women of people who commit suicide and the rate for men was a lot higher yeah and that it's 75 percent. yeah and that was also like it was like oh people who you know seeked help before a lot of women try to seek help Barely any men try to seek help. Mm-hmm. It's the mentality of being a man. Well, that's what that's right. what I was just gonna repeat. say. Right. It's like yeah. that. It, right. it, it's sad because I feel like a lot of the time, people, the men that will indulge in like pill popping or stuff to try to numb the pain, so to speak, like metaphorically or whatever, they feel like they can't speak up because they have to take that manly role. Yeah, right. yeah. which you have to take that man manly role to to be strong and then you're also being told at the same time nowadays that be, don't be over masculine yeah. unless you're toxic yeah masculine talk i think toxic. i think a lot of guys are having an identity crisis not yeah, knowing they, what they to don't do and don't know what to do shutting down yeah you know so what so what are your opinions on someone like andrew tate that came in for a short period of time and <laughs> shared his, shared his opinion no no 100 percent. but you know someone comes in like that who motivates a lot of younger men who maybe were in a bad mental place and they saw him as inspiration. I'm saying some definitely did. I'm not saying he's he's the best guy in the fucking world, but you know, rightfully, like, did he deserve to be canceled? Someone I think like there's that? a way. I think he's just a troll. I, I no, I will. I was <laughs> he is a bit, eh? I he think is. there's a way to go about it because, right. like, some of the points that he was bringing up, sure, valid, whatever. Right. But there's a way to go about it. The way he's going about it is like very misogynistic. Like he's saying like. Yeah, you can advocate for men. Great. I yeah. agree with that. I right. think that you should. But I'm just saying, like, you don't have to tear women down while doing that. And I feel like that's a 
like what he did a lot of the time or he was like i remember seeing a clip and he was like something like oh i don't talk to my sister because the only reason you should talk to women is to fuck them and i was like of him saying that and i can probably find it right now (laughs) but he's a troll but like no he is well that's what i mean like he definitely said things for like for clickbait and shit for sure and i think like well that's what i mean like you can advocate for men and all that whatever he's advocating for but it's like you don't have to tear woman down you know, I think while you, can, you do you, that, you, you can say the same thing going the other way. Though, oh, 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 like feminism, half, absolutely, half, half, no, hundred percent. Yeah, if, yeah. I agree with the half flip of the that. things that are said online. Yeah, no matter what perspective you're looking at it, it's all clickbait. Right. Nobody really cares. That's why, like, the videos getting the hits or extreme or left or extreme yeah. right. These are the yeah. these are the dangerous videos yeah. that are on TikTok. Yeah. Right. And then, like going back to social media, when people are posting things on their on their feed, it's like. Great. You want to be, if you want to think you're an activist, congratulations. But posting something on your story does not make you an activist, yeah. right? No, the awareness true. is already the awareness is already I, there. I've said it. I've said it a million times. I think you and I have even had this discussion, yeah. George, about during Black Lives Matter in the heart of COVID when all that stuff was happening, and I wasn't particularly posting too much about no, it. Really. Do you know who was hounding me more than anybody else in my DMs and stuff, telling me I, I need to be more outraged? The and white stuff? people, white <laughs> women, white women. I was about white to say white women. women. Yeah. And I mean, I, I grew up in Aurora, so a lot saviors, of the people I know are They're the saviors women. of the world. And I'm like, leave <laughs> it alone. This is not your battle. Like, like yeah. just listen. I know, but that's you know? the thing. You get these privileged people criticizing the underprivileged on how to fight for themselves. Like, <laughs> shut up. Yep. Just be, I, so, your opinion does not matter <laughs> most of the time. It does. That's why everybody thinks their opinion is top tier and you should agree with it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, At the end of the true. day, I think that's natural. It's a natural thing to be that way. If we were in a world that wasn't so connected, where you were literally connected to every single person on the planet with this little device, mm-hmm. then it'd be fine. Life was better that way. Do you mm-hmm. remember those days? Yeah. When we were younger. And, you know, you had like a circle. You had like your community. You had your little, your people, your pack. And that was it. And I think that's how we're supposed to live. That's how we're designed to live. Mm-hmm. And so our opinions do matter because you do need different opinions I think back in the day too, we also had more things to worry about. You know, mm. really back in the day, I'm talking before even modern medicine. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you got the shits, right, right a will. Yeah. You're gone. Could you had it. more things. Yeah. Nowadays, people are just really bored, and they're just f- trying to find ways to entertain themselves. Yeah. And if activism is their way to go, sure. But actually, go out and help. Well, that's right. the thing, not right? Just, not make just it real. Yell from home. Yeah. Make it real. Yeah. And that's exactly, you don't, don't play, play the role. Don't self-promote self yourself because you took two seconds to post something on your story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, people like to feel involved, especially, right? So. Yeah. Or so, I feel like with cancel culture too, like I feel like if people feel like if they don't post, they're going to get like hate for it too. Well, like, I feel like that's yeah, a big social, part of it as well. That's one of yeah, the bad it's, parts, it's the social, social pressure. Yeah. 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 Well, think about it. it. During that Black Lives Matter, people were posting the, the all black posts. Or like making the it fuck. their profile pictures. Making their profile pictures. So imagine now if you didn't post that on your page, you must have had a thought like, oh, fuck, well, maybe people are going to think I'm a racist. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I did when that was happening as my almost like my cover was I kind of just stopped using Instagram. Yeah. For like the duration of that period. And like the fact was, that you even had to do that. Well, that's just that's <laughs> what I mean. I'm like, well, if I'm not using it, then nobody can be like, oh, you didn't. It's like, oh, sorry, I don't use it that often. And like that's that was I remember a legitimate that was like a legitimate cover story yeah. that I had. Mm-hmm. I remember um, on TikTok, like Charlie D'Amelio, the most followed girl on TikTok. She 
like amidst like the whole the Black Lives Matter, she put her profile picture as like the the fist, right? Mm-hmm. The Black Lives Matter logo, and she kept it there for like years. Yeah, she was she was afraid to take it down. Yeah, she kept it there for like years, and then she her. finally changed it one day, and this was like not that the matter is like out the door like not it's always going to be relevant but like as the matter was less discussed she changed her profile picture everyone ripped her to shreds because they're like oh you, you know you change your profile oh, picture you don't believe in the that. movement anymore it's, yeah and it's like well the, these yeah. movements are they last for two weeks and that's it yeah that's, that's the thing yeah. and it's like you're the, not an activist if you care about something for two weeks and then you move on to the next but these thing. but they, well, that's what i mean these movements always start out with the noble intentions mm. and then they devolve and it's every single time we you could go back in history textbooks and see it every time we go this is the cause and then we're like yeah that's great that's a noble fight and it's great and it changes the world and their life gets better and then they're like this is the cause this is the cause they're like no we solved the problem now this is the cause this is the cause and then because it, it doesn't affect it us. devolves into this radical craziness yeah. that ends up looking the same every time every yeah. time well, kind of like you said, like it'll last for like, or not last, but like the hype around There's it hype. will be there it's for hype. like yeah. two weeks and then it just like goes away. And it's like the matter behind black, the whole Black Lives Matter movement was racial inequality. So it's like if you want to advocate for something like that, by all means advocate for something like that. But racism is something that has been deeply rooted in society and has been around yeah. and will be around for a very long time, unfortunately, I think with you know, the shitty people in you know society. So it's like, continue to advocate that. Don't let that just dissipate after two weeks. You're totally right. And then to, to add to that though, it does create a sense of like, A, victimhood and B, yeah. self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? I'm a black person and I can firmly say that racism within the black community is there. 100%. So there was a lot of, that was why I kept my mouth shut about it. I'm like, I don't believe in this because there's a lot of hypocrisy here. Yeah. There was so much reverse racism yeah right and like there was stuff publicly that were that 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 just that you can describe it as racist towards white people but everybody would be like oh you can't be racist to white people they've set themselves as a standard I'm like whatever whatever you want to say but then there's also like the underlying stuff that were racist towards other what do you call bipoc which in my opinion is also a racist ass term because now you're just making white people normal and then everybody else hate, is BIPOC. I hate, I hate, what the well, fuck is just, that? Yeah. I hate, the term POC drives me nuts. Yeah. Oh I hate that shit. I'm pretty why sure. Do we have to, why do we have to classify everybody as people are just people and in that's the it. 50s, Everyone needs a title. Black people yeah. in America like lobbied to not be called colored. Yeah. And then we're bringing it back. Yeah. That's the thing. We have these social justice warriors. It's fucking dumb, man. I'm bringing back Old racial terms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if me, Negro ever shows up again, I that's it. I'm out. I'll tell you that. You wait. It's not far away. <laughs> you can classify yourself as anything in society these days. It's it's that's crazy. What it's come to. Oh, no, honestly, I've had I've had social justice warrior friends try to argue with me that people um, people who are adopting children, if you're adopting a child, they have to be the same. They have to be the same race as at least one one of the parents. They You're kidding. To. So they would rather they stay in the they stay in the system than be adopted by two parents that are of, di- of different race. And I've had I people argue with that, that with me. What that's was the for what was the reasoning behind it? Yeah. So you don't so they're not culturally confused. Which I see the basis behind it. Oh, but realistically, cultural confusion or living in the system. Pick well, you know, pick the lesser evil. I yeah. also think right? it comes down to like who the parents are though. Like, I'm sorry, but 
me, if I were to adopt a child who wasn't of like, you know, the same race as me, I wouldn't give a crap. Like if a random parent is coming up to me and being like, you know, your son is a different color than you. Like I'm confused or, you know, whatever this not, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like, okay, lady on with your day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's my son either way. That's how I'm looking at it. If someone is has well enough intentions to take take a child out of the system. Well, that's what I'm them, saying. Like I that's, love them. <coughs> well, that's what I that would be my intention. I don't think we, yeah, we don't need right. a conversation of what quali- what exactly what you look like qualifies how how well of a parent you're. There are like stupid. small exactly. nuanced things I think though, but like that's on that's your responsibility. If you're mm. adopting a child that's like outside of your race, say you're a white person, you're adopting a black child. Mm. Like things like doing their hair yeah. is going to be really difficult. Oh, for, for you. sure, you need to go and learn how to do that. Mm. But there are tons of people willing there to teach you. Willing you know? to teach you, but willing, you need to learn. You need to learn. You <laughs> yeah. need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I learn. I agree. So 100%. It's stuff like that, and I think if. If we can, as a culture, kind of teach each other about that stuff, if we're living in a multicultural place, then you're just creating a common knowledge on that, and then you have the village. The to problem help you, nowadays you know I mean? is always cultural appropriation. If even if you, even if you want to, see, but learn, that plays into cancel culture exactly. too. You're, you're 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 terrible for trying to learn. You know exactly. what? I'll tell you one that really really irks me. So I grew up. You know, my parents are Jamaican. I like I grew up with Jamaican home values, and Jamaica is not a racist culture they're definitely at least from the past they were more classist than anything else i think it's homophobic well yeah it used to be it used to be very very bad like it was actually one of the worst in the world i think that's a pretty much global yeah yeah well no it was like they they quantified it i'm pretty sure jamaica was like number two after russia like it was very high up there but um what was i saying fuck i lost my you're jamaican like you grew up oh yeah so one of the things so dreadlocks right so you have a lot of white jamaicans chinese jamaicans black indian all of the all of them are all there right um and dreadlocks obviously is like very commonly associated with jamaica so you see in jamaica dreads of all sorts on all Mm -hmm. kinds of people you look at history you your hair naturally dreads you know you can either tease it into it or if you leave it, it will dread regardless of it. You could have straight blonde hair or you could have like the thickest, curliest hair, right? Regardless, if you let it grow long enough and you, whatever, it'll dread. So the idea that people here now are like, <gasps> white people can't have dreads, that's appropriation. Like, no, it's not. The fuck? Like, this is like a common hairstyle that everybody can wear. Why are we now saying only black people get to have it? Like, that's the shit that like, it blows my mind. Well, that's why I buzz my hair. I got naturally curly hair, but I don't want anybody yelling at me, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that plays into cancel culture. Like we were talking about earlier, like people are just bored. Like literally anything that they can nitpick that seems like it's racist or seem like it's cultural Mm -hmm. appropriation. They just pick at it because they're bored and they have the platform to speak out and they feel like they can, especially a lot of the times I find that these people like to do it behind a screen. Mm. You know, that's there's no actual convenient for them. Yeah. To quote Nacho Libre. Oh, here we go. Mucho take it easy. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's got to relax a little bit, okay? Yeah. No, but Not enough humor. back to what you were saying on the whole like adoption thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I think it comes down to, actually, like you said as well, the, the parents and who the parents are. Because if I were to adopt, say, a black child, I would 100% be open to like learning how to like... I you think know. you would have to. It's not open. Well, it's not, not like open. open to have to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Like some parents, unfortunately, it's sad, but some parents I say open to because some parents will adopt a child like that and try to have them conform to their Western values. And that's what's sad about like, that's why it comes down to the parent. It really does. Right. I think it's, it does come down to the parents. And I that's why I say I'd be open to because I'd 100% want them to still grow up with their culture just because mm-hmm. they're. 
I've adopted them and taken them under my wing. That doesn't mean that. That's also why it's important to have these conversations. Exactly. To be culturally open. Exactly. To share our culture yeah. so we but, know yeah. what we what each other needs. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. That the whole thing that everybody should know about. Oh, how do you do? Like, because you know, everybody else had to do braids on like a little girl or whatever. Yeah. Like, lots of people know how to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not the same when you're no. doing no. it on, you know? And it's not, people don't get the experience to do it. But maybe that's where that stance comes from that your, uh, that your friend was mentioning. Because maybe <clears throat> those people that are trying to convert now that child to their, yeah, right? So maybe that's where that stance comes well, from. They're, maybe sure, they, yeah. they, they, see, they yeah, that's see. out there. So then they say, okay, well, it's not right for, right? But then it, it's extreme because now you extreme, you're limiting it, that. It, it well, that, ultra, that's that's yeah. a thing that we come to you know a conclusion yeah, with me, uh, just, on a lot of these it's, topics. It's the lesser evil, right? Give a kid love. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's exactly what I said. Like you're loving <laughs> yeah. the your kid either way, regardless, right? Exactly. And I think that uh, kind of draws back to what we were talking about too. Is like. With, with that. Oh my god, I just lost my train of thought. That happens. Happened to me earlier. <laughs> Whoa, but I had such a good point too. Keep speaking, it'll come back to me. It was a good point, and I want. <laughs> but to you know it. what? On the adoption thing, though, like I, I also wanted to like mention a lot of people we see, at least especially celebrities, adopting kids from like internationally. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's super popular, because there are a lot of kids in our own systems, <clears throat> right? Like, it's a fad, my friend. It's popular to do. It's so nuts to me that There's like... There's so many kids here that need families. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're like right there under your feet and stuff. Mm. Like you walk past them every day. You could com- easily change the life of, of one kid by, you know, just adopting locally if you're in the market for adopting or whatever. Instead of adopting. What's, in, se- <laughs> what's yeah. in season? What's in season? <laughs> I, believe, um, I believe this year is Kenya, sir. Would you be interested? <laughs> this year's diamond. <laughs> I have a new child here. Um, it's year ni- uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Would you be oh, interested? Remembered what I was going to say. You know, <laughs> you said with your friend, like the social justice warrior, you're trying yeah. to like enforce that. Like, oh, if you know, you at least have to have one kid of the same race if you're adopting them. Like we mentioned before, with anything with activism or social justice is so black or white. There's like no gray area. Like you said, yeah. you, you know, that exists in society. People trying to convert their adopted child to their cultural norms and all that. Right. So they take that as all parents are going to do that. And then that's why they try to advocate for that. There's no gray area. It's like people take opinions so seriously. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. take so literally because they, they hear one bad opinion or have one bad experience that forms their whole perspective on the situation. Right. And they can't see outside of that. It's right. funny you say that too. I don't know if you ever notice yourself going on like social media, if you do, and like feeling yourself arm yourself for like conflict in the comment section well, and this stuff. Is exactly why I don't oh, have it. As soon as I see a con- like, a, like a video that's like, mm, I, I bet you the comments are tasty. Yeah, I, I, I'm strict yeah, in the comments. Right I catch it. myself all the time. I'm like, I have got to stop doing this. Because yeah. like, that's the first place you run to. It's oh, like, well, what yeah. are people saying about this, right? Yeah. Some of this shit's funny though. Right? Because even great. though we're just looking at it, we're, you know, we're not helping by <laughs> it, it <laughs> looking at it. It's in, funny in, when I have a joke pop in my mind. Yeah. The first comment is the freaking joke I thought of. It's happened so many times. No, I get. I know what yeah. you mean. Actually, yeah. I do that all the time. And you give it a like, and then Good it's like. got twenty thousand. That's it. <laughs> and then Everyone you're part of the problem. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good note to wrap up on. We covered quite a bit today, guys. We did. Yeah, I honestly thank you guys both for teaching us. Like, yeah. George, you taught us about Crohn's. Yeah. You know, honestly, it was super cool to learn about it. Like, there's stuff I just would have never ever looked for. And Lexi, BPD. I honestly, I like I said, I thought it was just like taking on other people's yeah. personalities. So thanks for teaching us. Anytime. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks guys. for having me. You guys are thanks great. Thanks for having us. This was a great episode, guys. Yeah.
Well, uh, we'll be posting on Mondays. So stay tuned every Monday for a new episode of uh, either Matt and Nat or uh, Think on that. And I think uh, Natalie's got some stuff in the works. Hey, Alex? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Stay tuned. Happens. Until next time. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs>